4: Hello and welcome.
5: It's our number one, our number one of our radio program as we go back at it this week. And we begin with a Maller monologue dedicated to the madness of March. That's right. The madness of March. We take a look at some of the interesting comments from Jim Beheim and Charles Barkley over the weekend as they took some pot shots at social media, and we agree with Beheim and Charles Barkley. We'll expand on those comments and more. It's coming your way right now. Here it is, our number one. The dance continuing for some others. It's bye-bye, bye-bye. Welcome in the beginning. Of the Ben Maller Show, we are in the air everywhere as we start a new week treating insomnia coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From deep inside the magic radio box. So our lead this hour comes from March Madness, the opening round of the NCAA tournament in the books. They went from 68 to 64 teams after the first four, 32 teams. Now they're they've one more round to get down to the Sweet 16. So we're we've gone from 68 to 32, and now we're going to cut it down to 16. There's that in between number right now. The brackets as usually is the case, and that's why no one ever gets a perfect bracket. The bracket ends up getting blown to smithereens. By this point, mine is no different, not that you care about my bracket, uh, and we've had the usual share of, oh, I can't believe that. I didn't see that happening. How did that happen type of situations in the tournament? You watched it. Did you become a couch potato? Did you check it out? Did you only watch one day or two days or the whole weekend? But in the East, you've got the UCLA was in the first four, uh, number 11 seed, and they will play number 13 seed Abilene Christian with a trip to the uh, Sweet 16, the Southland Conference there. You had Loyola of Chicago, not the big one, in terms of knocking off a number one seed, the Illini, up in flames there in the Midwest bracket. All these games are being played in Indianapolis. And Ohio State, a football school proving it. Their basketball team, the number two seed, deep six by Oral Roberts in the south bracket. And then you had Virginia doing what Virginia does. Remember, they were the first number one seed to ever lose as a number one seed. Virginia losing now as a number four seed. They go down to Ohio, ko The Pac-12 undefeated. Oh, one of the games was via forfeit. But seven and all in the NCAA tournament, including that gift because of the COVID, as Oregon winning technically two nothing over VCU in the seven ten matchup because VCU was unable to play in that game. But the Pac twelve much beaten used to be good before that junk. Uh, Larry Scott, that junk bag, Larry Scott went there and he he announced he's going to step aside. Many pe- people making the same joke since Larry Scott announced he would step aside uh, as the Pac-12 commissioner. The Pac-12 has yet to lose in the NCAA tournament, and they didn't lose last year either, so this is now two years in a row the Pac-12 has not lost in the tournament. We can go on and on. All right, you can go on and on, talk about the, the Big 12 who got off to a good start that went belly up, and one of the reasons I watched the tournament is for the future NBA players and a guy that has been tagged as a number one or two or three pick overall, Cade Cunningham. I I tried to ride Oklahoma State, and they could not stop the Beavers. You cannot stop the Beavers. And uh, so Oklahoma State, Gonzo, and Cade Cunningham, done. And now he'll get ready for the NBA draft. So he's one of the blue-chip players knocked out. And we're very happy a Fox Sports Radio alumnus has the Sweet 16 On his resume now, Eric Musselman, who years ago was a Fox Sports Radio contributor and now the head coach at Arkansas, and the Razorbacks into the Sweet 16, and uh, they were so good back under Nolan Richardson a million years ago, and they've been so mediocre for so long, and they knocked out another team I was very high on, Texas Tech, betting on coaches, uh, but Eric Musselman getting the last laugh, and so at least for now, and the Razorbacks... Uh, Will take on Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16, which which would seemingly give them a good opportunity if you just base things on seeding to advance in the tournament. But the one of the other stories that caught my attention was Syracuse, the number eleven seed in their bracket. There, they beat number six San Diego State and then number three West Virginia over the weekend, and uh, they will. Match up now against number two seed Houston in the Midwest bracket. Buddy Bayheim. Imagine how much this kid got picked on being the coach's son. Buddy Bayheim, 25 points in the orange, pulled the upset on Sunday, and now just a couple wins from a return to the final four. Jim Bayheim had a lot to say. A lot to say when asked about the uh, critics that have been out there, the people that continually take pot shots. At Syracuse and mainly at Jim Beheim, who's a fun punching bag to goof on if you're on social media. Let me give you the truncated version of this the comments from Jim Beheim. He said, I don't hear it because they're the people who are inconsequential. Beheim opined following Syracuse's trip to the Sweet 16. All that stuff on the internet, Beheim said. Not one sentence on the internet matters. Not one. Beheim grunted. He says, when my boss, the athletic director or the chancellor, says something to me, I listen to that. They have not. Beheim continues, he says, but as far as me worrying about what people out there who don't support our program, probably in any way, they probably don't come to games or have season tickets. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I don't listen to them. Close quote. All right, so let us discuss. That was a theme of the first weekend of March Madness, 2021. So the question: Does Jim Beheim have a point here with his comments about the criticism that he has gotten on the internet? Uh, and and the response here is is fire hot, uh, is ice cold, right? Is ice cold? It's obvious, right? These are obvious comments. You've got radioactive penthouse and Morpheus, and we will tie all of these things together now. A Jim Beheim gave a flawless response when asked about the criticism. And he, you know, he'll be dismissed. He's already been dismissed by many as being out of touch. At age 76, Beheim is the ultimate get-off-my-lawn guy, marginalized and stigmatized as the old man shouting at the clouds. I see those clouds up there. I see them. But on this one... I'm agreeing with Behbah. Generally speaking, I think he's right on this. You know, society would improve if not that social media is ever going to go away. It's here for for the long haul, but you don't need to give it the power that it's been given, right? It's a it's a phony ecosystem on Twitter and Instagram that drive content for media companies. But when you take a step back and examine it, It's radioactive waste is what it is. In reality, Jim Beheim is spot on. The the people that matter are the people in your real world, not the cyber world. And if you've got a job, it's the people that are in charge of your employment, whoever that might be. If you're a college basketball coach, it's the athletic director and the chancellor. Those are the people that matter. If you're a radio gas bag, it's your program director, your president of the the radio company that you work for, those are the people that matter. Not some loser on a burner account tossing out bombs on Twitter. Now, part B of this, Charles Barkley also chimed in on this over the weekend, and he went on a rant on Turner explaining why he is not dabbling in social media. And many people have tried to get Charles Barkley on social media. They have tried. They have failed. He's not done it. He has not considered it. By any measure, he has just completely stayed away. But this was about that Ohio State So If you saw it at the beginning of the weekend, EJ Liddell uh, was the subject of uh, you know these fake keyboard tough guys that throw out death threats and send nasty comments. This was on Instagram after the Buckeyes took it on the chin there against Oral Roberts in the first round of March Madness. Now, Barkley... And the Turner crew were commenting on all this, on how ridiculous social media is. And Barkley, has, uh, he, had, he has no time for the keyboard warriors. Uh, he said, you guys give me a hard time. This is a quote from Barkley. You guys give me a hard time because I refuse and will never do any type of social media. This is the reason why. I am never going to deal and dignify these losers and interact with them Ever, Barkley stated, I don't care how much money somebody offers me. I am never going to do social media because of this. Close quote. Now, to be fair, both Sir Charles and Jim Beheim, their success predates social media. They were both rich, famous, and powerful in sports before those platforms arrived on the scene. They didn't need it. Charles Barkley's 58 years old. He's making in the ballpark of 2 to $5 million at the bare minimum as a basketball commentator. So he he didn't need extra money. He wouldn't turn it down, but I guess he is in a position where he doesn't need to worry about it. He can turn it down. So in that position, when you have the kind of money that he's got, or or if you're in your mid to late 70s like Jim Beheim, you don't have to worry about Twitter trolls when you're living in a penthouse far removed from the septic tank. All right, last word here. As the NCAA tournament continues to march on, and there is a pretty busy slate on a Monday here as we head into a Monday as the NCAA tournament continues to turn. We expect more viral outbursts from social media, which is good for the content, right? We we, we admit that while we have a love-hate relationship because while we love the content, we also hate the content at the same time. We admit that. Uh, I agree with the general sentiments as we've said here of Jim Bayheim and Charles Barkley over the weekend. At some point there will be a great awakening. And we hope it happens sooner than later. People will wake up and realize that this is as we have said the matrix. And remember the line you know it's when uh, real life imitates art. And, uh, and and here's the uh, here's the thing, or art imitates real life. Morpheus, right? The great quote there. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. That's the blue pill. Well, many people have chosen to take the red pill because you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and we'll see how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it's a lot of red pills that are going around here, hoodwinked by the algorithms, the the bots, the check marks, and all the big influencers with their bot accounts here. It's a cyborg parte mixed with sock puppets, trolls, and all of the above. And that uh, Weasley actor Alex Baldwin said of Twitter, he said, it's just a vast orchid of crap is what he said. And uh, again, we look forward to the day when the power brokers, uh, the people that have the control, they, they will eventually have this eureka moment and then we'll see an abrupt change. Until then, continue to enjoy the red pill. The game continues on unchecked at this point. All right. It is the Ben Maller show. If you would like to be part, we'll take your phone calls here at 877 99 on Fox. 877 6369 You can join The festivities here, and uh, we'll get a mixed bag. Mixed bag as we work our way through the overnight here on uh, Twitter. As I just ripped Twitter apart, you can reach me on there. uh, At Ben Maller, and we're on all these social media platforms because our bosses like us to be on those social media platforms. So uh, find out. There you go. Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox. Facebook page, Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Well, a moment that will warm your heart from the state of Florida. This is the way you do it. This is a good job by a guy who has a part-time gig during the you know the month of March. I'll explain what I mean by that. We'll get to it, and we will do it next.
6: Dan, make the Dan.
5: Later. I'll make it later. I.
2: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Listen up, Maller Militia. The Ben Malheur Show is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Join the movement and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Malheur. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Jawan Howard, former member of the Five Fav, is replacing John Live That was their original name. And now live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
5: Chris Weber should try to copyright that. I bet you nobody has that copyright. It's a good idea. Thank you. Robin Vegas writes in, says, solid monologue, Benjamin, I'll go B+. Boy, were you tiptoeing around some landmines. With that monologue, I believe you mentioned blue pill, red pill, beavers, and Oral Roberts. Kind of felt like I was in some kind of chemistry slash sex education class back in college. Uh, Well played. Uh, Thank you. The Aussie guy writes in, formerly a regular contributor to the show, now only an occasional contributor. He says, Ben, with the success of Oral Roberts and Oregon State, I believe we should call Robbie the Mariner fan Oral Robbie because he loves the Beavers. All right. Uh, Robbie is very excited there. He's Oregon State Beavers playing very well. He's fired up and he believes there's some kind of pattern to being a hat, a hat benefactor, and the success of the Oregon State basketball program and baseball program since the hat was received. Frank in LA writes and says we all had fun and made jokes at Chris Weber's expense for the timeout back in the day. But I can only imagine the DMs and personal threats he would have received if social media was around then, whether by trolls, angry bettors, or alumnus. And he says, five fab, just like Eddie. Five fab. There you go. Absolutely correct on that. Mason, the millennial, writes in. He says, Ben, I just got done listening to the Fifth Hour podcast. Well, thank you for that, Mason. That's a weekend podcast, which is a spinoff of this radio show. Uh, he says, uh, warm up and, uh, wow, you're not even trying to stray away from the third rail. There you go. Uh, yeah, well, we can do whatever we want on the podcast. I don't know. Did we go to third rail? I don't think we went third rail this weekend. I don't remember. Uh let's see. Who else do we have? Page down here. Page down. I can't read that one on the air. Uh, Lou, Lou the writer, uh, says that Nick Cronin, he claims this is a quote from Nick Cronin. And he says, experts should be ashamed of themselves. They slept on the Pac-12. Yeah. I said, well, he might have said that. I, I, don't, I didn't see that quote. But if he did say that, Lou, well, uh, there's no reason. There was no reason to think that the Pac-12 was going to have an amazing weekend and blindly pick the, the Pac-12. Uh, as Steven, a.k.a. Mr. Luciano, writes and says, A-plus monologue, Benjamin, with the exception of Team Drake, March Madness over the weekend went went well. He says. He's happy with that. And Maller uh, malaprop guy, uh, very excited that Koopaloop is uh, going to be heading to uh, South Beach just in time for the. I guess they, they put a curfew in there. So, Cooper, are you still going to Miami or are you going to bow out on that trip there? I mean, it clearly knew you were on your way there. They put a big curfew in on South Beach. Eight o'clock. You're not allowed to. Stay out past eight eight o'clock. Wow, Uh, It was over the weekend. Yes. Well, it's a
8: it's uh, in place for seventy two hours. So the night that I arrive, unless they extend it, is going to be the only night that's uh, a curfew, which which kind of sucks because we were going to plan to get dinner as soon as the the plane landed, which. Will be difficult. We'll have
5: to. You can I mean, I dinner. think you can get dinner. Go well, restaurant.
8: No, all, all the restaurants are ordered to close around that time well, there, too. There, but yeah, you can go yeah, elsewhere. somewhere else in Miami. It's, it's, yeah, you know,
5: a lot of you know Miami's a big city. You can go outside of yeah. Miami, it doesn't have South to be Beach South Beach or whatever. Beach. Yeah,
8: yeah, but I mean, I was we were going to take a shuttle straight from the airport to South Beach. Yeah, but I guess we'll have to detour somewhere. But and plus, most of the stuff that we're doing is daytime stuff anyway. I'm not like a a big nightclub person.
5: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you know, and Weedman told me he said the party never stops at his house. So if you want to go to his house, there's no curfew <laughs> at Weed Man's house. You can hang out with him all night long in there. I'm good. And it's, 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 it seems like
8: nobody's paying attention to that curfew anyway.
5: Yeah, yeah it's usually how. I, I guess how I, it goes.
8: I saw there was SWAT team that went into South Beach on Saturday night. Oh, is that right? To break up the partygoers in the streets. Pepper, yes. pepper pellets and, and whatnot. That seems like an effective use of resources, I think. Uh, why not? Yep, block away yeah. from from the hotel that I'm going to be staying at. So. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> you're set up. And, and when are you leaving? Uh, you're leaving Tuesdays? Um, or? No, I'm leaving in like 12 hours. Oh,
5: 12 hours. Yep. Oh, and ask, ask Coop
8: if he's packed. <laughs> have you packed Coop? Uh, No. And no, you have not. No, my, well, pack
5: light. Pack light. Just buy stuff there. That's the other way to do it. You can pack lights. Just, Just wear put your a backpack. My yeah. girlfriend's
8: mad at me. She's like, she's like, you should have taken tonight off, too. Like, we oh, need sure, more time.
5: Yeah. Oh, please. You don't need that. I, I agree with you, Coop. You don't need that much time. You put a th- few things into a bag. It's, <laughs> you're not going to remember what you wore on, tri- on a trip. You know, as long as you have a couple things to, so the photos look different. Well, you know, have a couple different shirts and all that so you look different in the photos. Other oh, than you can buy some stuff there. Right. Right? You know, come on. I need a ticket. Day off before you? No, that's a waste of a day. You take the day on the on the comeback on the way yeah, exactly, back. That's, right? that's, that's, that's what, that's what I
8: said. I was like, that that'd be a, a waste of eight hours of vacation
5: time. Exactly. That's a bad job. I've still, I've never figured out the eight hours of vacation because it show's four hours. So, but it's eight hours. I don't, I don't. I never quite figured that part out. But they never asked me. Uh, anyway, uh, Justin in Cincinnati says, "Ben, that opening monologue this hour went as just as smooth as Jim Beheim's drive home after the game." Wow, well, that's a cheap shot. <laughs> Yeah. How did Duke do? Does anyone know how Duke do? Can, can you get an update on Eddie? Games of note. Duke. Uh, they didn't even make the well, NIT. Is they, that- Duke did not lose, Ben. They did not they lose. They did
0: not lose.
5: Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, the Burn- they did not
0: win, and they did not yeah. play, but they also didn't lose.
5: Has Coach? I didn't see Coach K pop up anywhere. Did he pop up as a – I didn't pay close attention to the studio crew. Did he pop up anywhere as a – rogue college basketball commentator since Duke's not in the tournament. You know how they bring in coaches sometimes to comment on I I think
0: he's uh, saving himself for the Final Four, don't you?
5: Oh, okay. This is beneath him, right? Yeah. Calipari, they can have him. They can have uh, Coach K and hang out and and all that. Uh, The Burner account writes in and says, I agree with the monologue, Benjamin. Who cares about these cyber nerds, fake tough guys with these Burner accounts? Get a job and get a life, loser, says the burner account. Wait, hold on. Holy crap, I guess that means me too. That's a good point. Uh, John says no one's beaten these beavers, he says. Uh, Minnesota man Kevin, A-plus monologue. He checks, uh, he checks in on that to confirm. Bozo, the district attorney, says weed man hippie has a house. You mean like a real house, or is it made of cardboard? Uh, well, Weedman, I, I, I've seen where Weedman says he lives. It's uh, on the hard Scrabble streets of Miami. You know how there's the part of Miami everyone goes to and they want to hang out and drink and hang out with beautiful looking people? There's that part of Miami. And then when you cross the tracks and go to the other part of Miami, there's a part that no one wants to go to. That if your GPS uh-huh. breaks, you end up in that part of Miami. That's the part of Miami Weed Man hangs out in. That's his. That's his neighborhood. That's that's his uh, hangout spot. There you go. All Barbers. right. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. Now uh, let's go to the phones and uh, let's say hello to Craig in Denver, who's apparently an old school caller. But I don't know. Hello, Craig. What's going on in in the Mile High City?
6: Hey Ben. Just um, I was. Flipping through the radio, and I was like, "Oh, Ben Maller, I used to be uh, living Saipan, Saipan Craig, and I'd call you every three or four years because I missed you really bad about your fantasy football
5: uh, insight. Yeah, and you, you gave that up, Craig, because Craig, now you're you're big time. You're back in Denver. You're you're you don't need the show anymore. No, no,
6: no, no, no. What I was calling about, I was thinking that. Um, Seems like Eddie's become a big star, from what I hear.
5: Who? Who told you that?
6: Well, the people at work asked me yesterday if I had ever listened to the Ben Maller show. And I said, yeah, yeah, a lot, lot. And yeah. they said, oh, there's this guy on there that's secondary, but actually number one. I said, what do yeah. you mean? And they
0: Number said it was Eddie. one.
5: What a bunch of deadbeats you work with here. What kind of derelicts are uh, you working with?
0: Some smart folks, yeah. <laughs> at a liquor store. I, mean, uh, are you I run a liquor store. on here? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I run a liquor store.
6: It's the people at you the run liquor store okay, well, work well, at well, night.
5: That, well, that explains everything. Does anyone come in there on a tractor? Does anyone come in there on a tractor and uh, want to hang out?
6: Um, not in no. inside the store, no. No, well, not in the, in the store. Lot, but, yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
5: And I, I give okay. a ride right on my John Deere. Okay. Yes. I got you.
6: But anyway, Ben, seriously, I you remember me? I was an idiot that had 27 fantasy football leagues oh, years God. ago. And, Seven? Um, the? No, he's a 27. I remember you, if I'm not mistaken, you're a Westwood guy. Like where the theater and near UCLA.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, Ben's rich, year. man. Not no more. No, no yeah, He no, lives no, in that no, area.
5: No. He's out I on don't the border. There. I, I, no, no, no. Your siphon, whatever you're drinking there, is, uh, that's old. That's ben, long Ben's gone. Ben's got a mansion right next to UCLA. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live in Brentwood, right where OJ used to hang <laughs> out uh, back in the day. That's how but, I yeah,
6: I, I I missed it, honest no, enough. Right. I. I love listening to you. You're awesome, man. And well, you, thank you, Craig. You I appreciate and, it. You and Eddie and the crew keep up the good work. I love you, man.
5: All right. Stay away from those deadbeats you work with, okay? Please. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, Craig, he's one of these guys, every three or four years, he'll check in. You know, it's like, you know, the this, this show's here every day. That's the great thing about radio shows. We're here, whether you call us or you don't call us, or you listen, you don't listen. It's like, it's just... Does the show still go on, though, when you turn the radio off? That's the question. A tree falls in the forest. No one's around to to hear it. Does it make any noise? Radio show is not listened to. Does it actually still do the show? Does does the show go on? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
1: Education.
0: Missed it, the big news out of the NBA, LaMelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets guard, the front runner for rookie of the year. He is done for the rest of the season, suffered a fractured right wrist. It's the uh, area of the thumb on his shooting hand. Uh, and again, uh, I guess it's, it's there. He's expected to miss the remainder of the season. So I guess he's going to be further evaluated, perhaps. But anyway, LaMelo Ball likely done. For the rest of the season, for the East Charlotte
5: Hornets. Well, now I'm not going to watch Charlotte Hornets basketball anymore. That's it. I'm out. I don't blame you. I wouldn't watch yeah. it either. I mean, I was a big, I was a big Hornets fan, as you know, Eddie. They call us hornies, the fans of the Hornets. They do. You didn't hear that before. You've never heard that before. The the hardcore fans of the Charlotte Hornets. What? The hornies. Yeah. No, no, no. I've never heard that before. You're not a good fan, Eddie. It's bad job by you.
0: I'm okay with that.
5: Yeah. Well, I don't know who this person is, but I think I'd like to buy this guy a beer because the Houston Astros playing a spring training game, random spring training game, and they were taking on the Miami Marlins in the Marlins spring training complex at Roger Dean Stadium in the Grapefruit League circuit, and a member of the Marlins security team, apparently not a big fan of Alex Bregman, that snot-nosed punk third baseman of the Uh cheating Astros, member of the 2017 team that cheated to win the World Series and went unpunished. You might remember that. I do. Apparently many people do because the security guard – At the Marlins Spring Training Ballpark, when Bregman came up over the weekend for a plate appearance, the entire time, the Marlins security member banged on a trash can, bang, bang, Uh, while Bregman was there. He was wearing the official uh, security polo with big block letters on the back that said security, and he spent uh, Bregman's plate appearance there banging on the trash can and This upset greatly one of the Astros cheating Astros beat writers who was very upset by this. I say great security work. That's what we need our security guards to do. And the story had a happy ending because Bregman struck out looking like the snake that he is. So outstanding job. Hey, listen, you guys got away with it. Baseball didn't punish you. You got away with it last year. No fans to boo your asses. Well, now you're going to get it. And you're going to get it. In 2021 and 2022, because this year, depending on where we are, there'll be limited attendance most of the season, not full capacity. But So this will spill over for years to come. And these guys have all been branded. They've all been branded weasels and snakes and cheats. Bregman, Albuve, go down the list. Every one of them. And the stank, you can't get the stank off. For example, there's a certain outfielder for the Toronto Blue Jays, George Springer. Former cheating astro. Doesn't matter. He's a cheat. Tigers have a manager, A.J. Hinch. Dirty. He's He's got the stank of Houston. And uh, Alex Cora with the Red Sox. Another one of these guys. Boo, 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 boo. I love it. I like it. This is a wonderful story. And uh, good job. I'd like to, again, buy that guy a beer. I don't know who that is. That security person there for the Miami Marlins. It's probably making no money, and that's a part-time gig at Roger Dean Stadium there in the Grapefruit League. So, uh, good job, good job by whoever that person is hanging out in uh, Jupiter, Florida, at the spring training home. Had I known that that it would take something
0: like that to 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 set off the Yankees or any other team, we would have practiced it in spring training. Yeah. That's,
5: uh, that's the guy who got hired with. He got suspe- sixty game suspension. A sixty game suspension. That's it. Sixty games. Unreal. What a leaping joke. Dang. Uh, let's go to Regina. In let's see. Is she is she back in Minnesota? I don't know. Hello, Regina. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Regina. Are you still in Southern California? Have you made your way back to the Twin Cities? I did actually
9: land last night in Minnesota, and I'm in the land of the mud.
5: Yeah. Now, do you, do you miss California? I mean, you've been back now for a few hours there. Do you you regret leaving California to go back to Minnesota?
9: Just a bit, yes. Um, it's not so warm here, and not so sunny. And I'm kind of wanting to go back to base.
5: It's kind you, of oh, you, you, want, you, you want to go back to Camp Pendleton where you were hanging out?
9: There. Yeah. Yes, it that. was very nice over there. The environment and the situation were uh, very apropos to a person who would like, you know, scenery. There's very good scenery over there.
5: Oh, you were doing some scouting, Regina? You were looking. Uh- <laughs> We call that looking for first-round picks. You saw some first-round picks. You saw some lottery picks there. You were doing your, little, uh, your due diligence.
9: Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. And there's plenty to do over there.
5: <laughs> so you're saying that they don't let people out of shape in the United States military. Is that what you're telling me?
9: Absolutely not. All right, Everything good. is sculpted well.
5: Well sculpted. Everyone looks like Adonis, chiseled out of stone.
9: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and
5: you know, and they're all the same age cuz you get past a certain age, they boot your ass out of there, right? You get past a certain age, you got to go into a management <laughs> position. Yeah.
9: Yep, Joe sergeant is a good place to go. Yep. And then Maybe. you have all the power to do whatever you want to.
5: Yes. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> all right, Regina, Well, thanks for checking in. I appreciate it. <sighs> All right. It's good to I'm
9: talk gonna, to you, honey. All Take right. care I'm gonna you.
5: Go. Oh, thank you. Oh, she care. called me. All right. Well, there you go. Very nice. All right. This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by Farmers Insurance. Call one eight 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 farmers and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. So I did a monologue on this. I still get emails sporadically about these non-fungible tokens. This has become very popular in sports and in music. It's the... It's the craze, and it's the sports or just memorabilia version of the Bitcoin. And uh, I have taken an anti-non-fungible token position, but I bring this up because an amazing story happened over the weekend that if you don't laugh at this, you got something wrong. So this this guy in Brooklyn who's a film director – Uh, And he is attempting now to profit on the cryptocurrency non-fungible tokens, NFTs as they're called, because he's uh, he's attempting now to do this by selling a year's worth of fart audio clips recorded in quarantine. You heard that correct. So this guy said nothing else to do, so he recorded his uh, flatulence He's 36 years old, and he's uh, attempting to sell these. And uh, on the uh, one-year anniversary, he put them on the market there. Individual uh, fart recordings are available for uh, 0.05 uh, or uh, of the, the cryptocurrency, but $85 a pop. The top bid for the file as of a day ago was $183. Someone... Paying one hundred eighty-three dollars wow. for some random person in Brooklyn's farts, and this is this is where the non-fungible tokens are going. So the question is, how do I get in on this? Like, what, how can I? I have to find a way to get in. I think it's a joke. I think it's ridiculous. But I would like to get in on it if I can get a little money out of it. So I can't sell the audio of this show. I don't own the rights to the audio of the show. The company I work for owns the rights. But there's got to be a way I could record something else. Let's all submit our own farts. Should we all? Whose fart do you think would be worth the most? Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, We have. Let's look into that. Let's let's (laughs) effort that and try. Now, I'm not kidding. Let's try to find out. I don't know how you submit something for sale on the non fungible token market, but I would like to do that. And I'd like to get an NFT. And we have each one of us will submit a, a couple of farts, and then we'll have a bidding on it, and we'll see who who pays the most for it. I might crush you guys, though, because I eat beans and garlic from time to time. You do have that advantage, but I have no gallbladder, Racist. and I have the ability, uh, when I fast, I can... I can uh, that's like a performance-enhancing drug. When I fast Uh-oh. without the gallbladder, and then I eat my stomach, the gas is in my stomach. Uh-oh. It's Mount St. Malheur. Kaboom! Boom! All right, uh, we'll press on here. And uh, again, Farmers Insurance, call one eight 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 farmers You could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Time now for the Who Am I game. I am the only individual to be more than 10 games below 500 in my initial campaign as a major college head coach and then end up guiding a team to a national championship. Again, I'm the only individual to be more than 10 games below 500 in my first season as a major college basketball coach and then subsequently guide a team to a national championship. Who am I? The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports
1: talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From
0: the first moment you tune in, you know the Ben Maller Show is not your garden variety sports talk. We welcome all the freaks of nature to the Maller Militia. Facebook's an online amusement park for all of us. You can chat with other super fans of the show. It's simple and it's free. Help support our show by liking our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Mallor Show. And now live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Mallor.
5: Time now for the Who Am I game made possible by Farmers Insurance. Call Farmers today for a quote. I am the only individual to be more than 10 games below five hundred in my initial season as a major college head coach and then go on to guide a team to a national championship. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Uh, Frank Hauser, going with Coach Dickey Simpkins, is his answer. Herbert Birdsfoot, the great opiner, says it's White House Press Secretary Jen Circle back now. Saki, that that is the answer. Eric uh, Gagne, guessed by no way, Jose. And uh, Bill Fitch, misspelled intentionally by John. Bad job by you. Chief J Strongbow from Chip in the Qs. Daisy Duke tossed out by Cooper. That's uh, his answer. Uh, Who else do we have? Page down here. Coach K from Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan. Frank in L.A. says it is Howard Stern, a.k.a. Fortman, Woody Hayes from Robin, Minnesota. Uh, Review Bra, the YouTube star, guest by Mr. Luciano. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Yeah, let's go with uh, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. All right. Is it Bruce Pearl? Correct answer. Coached at Villanova, Raleigh Massimino. Raleigh Massimino, 7-19 his first season. Worked out all right for him, though.